Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Even when Jesus himself was going around preaching the gospel and healing people, setting people free, casting out demons, his critics found something to criticize. Oh yeah, sure he's casting out demons. I mean, he's a demon himself. He, in fact, he's the prince of demons. What are you people, crazy? They, they found something to, something to criticize, something to get on him about. In the message today, Pastor Robert will teach that unbelief won't be eliminated by more knowledge or evidence. It's an issue of the heart. Will you trust the Lord that his promises are true as you seek Jesus? Remember that you're not meant to know all the answers. That's where faith comes in. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 9 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I also, or I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, and he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Now, give me your attention. Like I said, there's so much in there that, that, that we can talk about, and a lot of it we will talk about as we go further next week and, and you know, in the future. But today, I want you to notice, what, what we're talking about here, he's, he has gathered together, he's got this big group of disciples, right? 
And he sees a multitude of people with all their needs. And so he turns to this group of disciples. We're not told exactly how many there were. But he turns to them and and he says, pray. Literally what he says is the harvest is plentiful. It's abundant. But there are not enough people to go and harvest the crop. Not enough workers. Therefore, the word that he used, beg the Father, beg the Lord of the harvest to cast forth, thrust forth workers into the harvest field. The idea was, it was a sense of urgency. There there was a sense of, of not, I don't want to say frustration exactly, but, but, but just this sense of, of urgency. There are not enough people to affect the harvest that's available. And then he turned to the 12. He pulled out 12 from this larger group of disciples. He pulls out 12 and he sends them out. He says to all of them, pray, we need more workers. But then he identifies 12. So, I mean, question, was 12 enough? Jesus said no. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beg the Lord of the harvest to send more. Immediately, he sends 12, but the implication was he's just asked the larger group to pray for more than the 12 he's sending. You see what I'm saying? That's why I say, no, 12 were not enough. What we're looking at today is personal evangelism. What does Jesus say to us about our responsibilities as his disciples, as his students, as those who know him? I'm going I'm to give you four things, just four thoughts today from this passage. The first one, even when Jesus himself was going around preaching the gospel and healing people, setting people free, casting out demons, his critics found something to criticize. Oh, yeah, sure, he's casting out demons. I mean, he's a demon himself. He, in fact, he's the prince of demons. What are you people, crazy? They, they found something to, something to criticize, something to get on in about. You know, like we talked about last Sunday, unbelief won't be eliminated by greater knowledge. Unbelief won't be eliminated by evidence. It's a, it's a heart thing. It's a heart issue. Our mission as Christians, as the church, is to go and pray and preach and talk to people about Jesus. You know, we, we've, got a, we've got a wrong idea in, the, in our modern world about preaching. It, it's come to mean only this, you know, what I'm doing right now, the, the, the preacher who gets up on a Sunday morning with a Bible, or these days with an iPad with the Bible in it, and But it's more than that. The idea is simply the proclamation of God's truth. Listen, do you understand? One of the most powerful things that you can do as a Christian is simply to read your Bible. 
out loud, I'm talking. Just read your Bible out I remember one of the things that impacted me a lot, and I've shared his story over and over and over. They, you know, they nicknamed him the preacher. He was the only Christian, the only real Christian that I knew about that worked with me in a Georgia-Pacific plywood manufacturing plant in the early 80s. I don't know his name because everybody just called him preacher. And they didn't call him preacher because he was always preaching at people. You know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't one of those so much. But if, if you went into the, the break room on the lunch break, preacher was sitting there reading his Bible. Always, without fail, he had his Bible open. Now, he wasn't reading it out loud. He was just reading it. But he was, he was sitting there with his Bible, reading his Bible. Do you understand? Everybody knew preacher. Everybody knew where, where, you know, like what he thought, where he stood. You see what I mean? Not because he was always loudly shooting his mouth off about his faith and about how spiritual he was or about all that he was doing for God or all the things he was involved with. I have no idea what church he went to what he did at that church. What I do know is he believed the Bible. You know how I know that? Because every time, if he wasn't working, he was reading his Bible. He was sitting there eating a sandwich, reading his Bible. It occurred to me a number of years ago, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, how to have an impact on, on children. You know, I mean, something that Elizabeth and I agonized over, you know, the statistics are not good for preachers' kids in the United States of America. You know that, right? And we had so many friends, you know, other pastors who, whose kids went off, off the rails, went, you know, just total rebellion, living crazy lives. And it's like, how does that happen? You know, what do we, how do we prevent that? How do we work to prevent that? And we talked about all these things, you know, just wanting to be faithful parents to do everything we know to do to raise our children not merely in church but also in Christ. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. You're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305 
3055312730. That number again is 3055312730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew, right here on Main Thing Radio.